With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. Akiva is with me as usual. Akiva, how are you today? I'm pretty indifferent. Indifferent. Uh, your name is finally spelled right, uh, spelled right on iTunes in the podcast description, so that's good. Uh, yeah. It's funny because did you make that spelling mistake or did Eric, our, uh, our host, our podcast? I, I don't want to cast aspersions, but it was not me. Okay. It's fine. I only went to high school with, like, with Eric for four years and have been his friend for... Uh, 20 years at this point almost that uh, he doesn't have to know my name yeah i mean i, I as as i mentioned before on the podcast i i'm i like to spell everybody's names right it's like a thing i like to do you know how for. to spell Wieneker? like george this? costanza well so i've never had to spell your name well so here now that we're talking about your name your friends call you keeve right yeah a lot of them yeah yeah uh i only call you akiva because i'm not your real friend <laughs> no you're I my only... real friend but uh, but i i i I will say anyone who's met me after a certain point generally just calls me Akiva. Okay. So, yeah, because like, sh- like some of our mutual friends will refer to you as Kiva, and I call you Akiva because I know you from like Gchat and all other applications where your name is Akiva Wieneker, so I just call you Akiva. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, for insiders, that's why your Twitter name is Kiva, I assume, right? And what's the 2-6 about? Is that your uh, birthday, February 6th? I think it was just my first like uh, AOL or AIM name. Yeah, my birthday was September 26th. Oh, okay. Like well, Kiva was taken. I should have taken... I, I missed a Kiva in a lot of things like, you know, Twitter. I had a fake name and I probably could have gotten a Kiva. But very early on, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of good games last night. Uh, well, I think the first game was good. The second game was only good if you're a Panthers fan. I'm obviously in a good mood today because my, my love for Peyton Manning is well known. So, yeah, I feel like you've been vindicated. You know, Manning wins. How crazy would it be if Manning doesn't win the Super Bowl when he has 55 touchdowns and then wins it the year he has seven? How weird would that be? Well, but but. The same thing happened to Tom Brady because he he did not win it his best year ever, the undefeated year, but he did win it his first season when, as we said, he only had one touchdown the whole postseason. So this is really a repeat of the 2001 Patriots, right? Denver has a great defense, a quarterback who can't do that much in, in this case anymore. At that case, it was yet. Um, and they're a big underdog to the NFC team with a powerhouse offense. By the way, I, I uh, update conference champion touchdowns. I won our bet this week, seven to four. Uh because uh, you took Peyton Manning reluctantly, and he scored uh, two touchdowns for you. But uh, Carson Palmer only hit one. Yeah, and you had Brady and Newton, so that's already game over. Yeah, uh, and all and neither one, and neither one of us took uh, Owen Daniels, who or had Luke, or Luke so. Keekley. 
who had his yeah. second touchdown of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know we were allowed to take defensive players. No, I mean, I guess we could have, but it would have been, you know, idiotic. Yeah. I've always wanted someone to to play J.J. Watt as tight end in a fantasy league, and, you know, because we get like one touchdown every couple of weeks. Yeah, so we have a Super Bowl ahead of us. I don't know. Did you guess the line before you already saw it or no? No, I saw it so soon after the game that I, I didn't. Yeah, I actually, I am due during the Panthers game so that so that I wouldn't have a risk of seeing it because it didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I guessed way too high. I had Carolina minus six, and I knew it was going to be lower, but I refused to budge because New England was favored by three in Denver this week, right? Which means yeah. on neutral field, New England would have been favored by six. And Carolina is better than New England. So how can it be less than six? It's just, I don't understand. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and Simmons made a good point. I was just listening to the BS report or whatever it's called now. And he said that if if you switch Manning and Brady, you know, you keep you put Brady on the Broncos and Manning on the Patriots. Could you imagine what the score of that game would have been? Oh, shut up. What would the score of the game been? I don't know. Uh, that's not what we saw. We saw Peyton play better than Brady. Just answer the question. No, he didn't play better than Brady. But can we reverse them for all their games? Because if you put Peyton on the Just Patriots, yesterday, just yesterday, what would the score have been? The I would assume that if you switch the quarterbacks, Denver would have won by more than two points. Because Brady is a better quarterback than Peyton Manning right There's now. There's a better chance they won by 50 than by two. Hold on one second. But that's unfair of Bill Simmons' sake, because if you're going to switch them... If First of all, Manning lo- would have actually died with getting hit 20 but if we, times. But if we switch them for the last 15 years, and you give Peyton Manning, Bill Belichick, and that defense, and you give Tom Brady, you know, Jim Caldwell, and everything else, then Peyton would have more than four Super Bowl wins, and Brady would have possibly not even won. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's silly. Yes, right now, when Brady is better than Peyton, you know, by most objective standards... You swap the quarterbacks. But, you know, as I've said many times and as the statistical evidence supports and also the eye test supports, Peyton was better than Brady for most of the last 15 years, you know, not for the last two years. But anyways, we're just killing time here because uh, this week we have a special podcast. We're not going to talk too much about the Super Bowl. We'll do that next week. There was another game last night in addition to uh, both of the football games. Is that correct? I don't know if you'd call it a game, although the game was involved. But, yeah, there wasn't a game. Oh, yeah, I need to ask you about that, by the way, because the guy seems to have three different nicknames. Yeah, the game. Okay, well, yeah. So basically, there's nothing. There's nothing to really talk about football wise. One of the games is a blowout. I feel like the the Patriots Broncos thing has been rehashed. And next week, maybe we'll do a Super Bowl preview. We'll do some fun things. But by the way, can I can I just tell you how I ruined the uh, the AFC Championship game for myself? Yeah. Oh, because you didn't watch you didn't watch it live, right? You were with your kids in the park and you posted on Facebook. No spoilers. Good line by Shmaria that he that he wrote that uh, Blake Walsh missed the field goal. Blair, but yeah, Blair, um, yeah. So, so I, I, so I, I get back and we start watching from scratch. And I'm totally unspoiled and I'm doing great, and I, and I'm you know I'm making sure to stay on Twitter a little bit behind so that I won't be spoiling myself. And we're fast forwarding. I would actually do like the one fast forward even during like non important plays. So, for example, I missed the fact that Mike Carey uh, blowing the uh, replay again, which apparently he did on the backwards lateral, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, just assume he was wrong because he was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. And by the way, at the time it was happening, I was screaming at my TV, what are you doing, Hillman? Pick up the ball. I don't understand why the receivers always like don't – like always just pick it up to be safe, right? Yes. Isn't that obvious? Like play to the whistle, play past the whistle, you know. But yeah, so I was a little bit behind and I wasn't spoiling myself. The only thing I spoiled is I found out when it was 14 to 9 at the end of the f- first half, I, I accidentally found out that it was going to be 17 to 12. So whatever, fine. I knew each team was going to hit a field goal. But then with the Patriots driving with like two minutes to go on the drive in which they didn't score, right? And then they ended up scoring again in the last drive. 
Unfortunately, my phone buzzed with a pop-up that I couldn't even block from ESPN or NFL or some stupid app on my phone to say, you know, Denver Broncos win the AFC Championship game 20 to 18. So I, I didn't even get to appreciate the last two minutes. So I was pretty annoyed with uh, my phone for that. And my children for making me uh, go sliding instead of watching football. Live. Yeah, classic move by your kids. Yeah. Uh, and then and then, and then because I was watching that game slightly delayed, I ended up watching the Carolina Arizona game slightly delayed, but there was no spoilers to be had there, so no issue. All right, so let's so let's get to the uh, the other performance last night, which uh, which Akiva wants to uh, to podcast about today. Yeah, okay, so I guess I'll take it over from here. So basically, the premise is that I'd say I'm a casual wrestling wrestling fan who keeps abreast of what's going on, and you have never watched it and kind of hate it. Well, so that's the thing. I went to a boarding school in high school, and we had one TV in the basement of the building, and we, we all the high school students had to share it, or all the people who lived in the dorm had to share it. And so it would basically be majority rules. So I, of course, was a sports fan, and I was with the group that wanted to watch sports all the time. And then the group that hated sports would want to watch whatever wasn't sports. So, for example, on Monday nights, we wanted to watch Monday Night Football, and they wanted to watch Monday Night Raw. Is that what it's called? The wrestling? Yep. In like the late night? Yeah. Yes, so they wanted to watch that. that. So it was... Uh, TNT or whatever it was. So it had nothing to do. It it was just that this is being shown at the same time as football and football is what, you know, a good red blooded American male of the teenage age watches. So I was vehemently against the kind of person who would rather watch wrestling than football. And and in my school also, it wasn't like in my high school, a lot of the non-sports fans watched wrestling. Like everybody spoke, pe- the people who watched wrestling were pe- weren't people I ever really spoke to. So I, I didn't, it wasn't that I was against wrestling. I was against the people who wanted to watch wrestling instead of football. And that made me be against wrestling for that reason. It's funny because in the college, which was attached to the high school you went to, uh, the college that I went to, um, they'd have the same debates over the Mets and the Yankees, the one year I dormed. Like that, you know, the Mets would be relegated to some little TV, whereas the Yankees would be on the main TV. Anyway, so I made you watch the Royal Rumble last night, and I watched yeah, it. Yeah, and by the way, why was it the same time as the NFC Championship okay. game? It's the same issue. It's crazy because they could have easily done it next week and owned the night. It's insane. I have no answer other than maybe it was scheduled like so far in advance that they got the wrong week accidentally, but it can't be that because you know when the Super Bowl is, you yeah. know, years in advance. Uh, the only thing is that Vince McMahon, I've read, does not follow sports at all. He is the what you were to wrestling. He is the sports. He even though ironically he tried to compete with the NFL with the XFL. He and maybe I was very into the XFL. Yeah, maybe this is one of the reasons why it didn't work. He literally, you know, he's a not watch the Super Bowl sports fan. But he's not the only one. He's not the only one making scheduling decisions. There, he, right? but he's the boss. He's the CEO. He owns the company. He, it, you cannot overrule him. So in real life. The number two in the company is Triple H, who, spoiler alert, is also the uh, the champion now. Wait, it's not Linda McMahon, his wife, who ran for the Senate? Uh, well, she had to, like, I think, didn't she, like, divest of the company when she ran for the Senate? I don't remember. But I, I don't know what behind the scenes. I, you don't hear much about her. But he... She, she's she's not ripping her clothes off and, and posing for muscles in the middle. No. The in, in yeah. um, I think, the day-to-day, he's very involved. And I'll explain his involvement uh, in more detail soon. He he's actually been a very positive force behind the scenes, but With he triple, is a Triple H. You mean? Yes, yes. He he is a. Uh, I don't know if he's the real CEO or if that's his fake title, but he has a real. You know, he has a real desk job there. Um, and anyway, he uh, is a big sports fan, and so you know, he if he was in charge, maybe would make a decision not to put it up against. But it, anyway, it didn't matter because the game was so bad by the time the, this the act, part of the Royal Rumble got started, and the Rumble itself only partially overlaps with the game. So people can finish the game and then go to the end of the rumble. I want to go through every guy, see what you think about every guy, but let's start with your general thoughts. 
What do you think of the product and the event as a whole? So, look, my my problem is rooting for something that's already pre-decided. Mm-hmm. My, my wife is a huge fan of reality TV, and I mm-hmm. don't mean the good – like the competitive reality TV. Like I, I like Shark Tank and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. She's a big fan of – well, she actually likes Shark Tank as well. But she's a big fan of The Real Housewives mm-hmm. and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. And the reason I hate those shows so much is because they're so obviously scripted and yeah. fake where it's like you're having some phony conversation. But – I think that if you brought a person from another planet who had no introduction to media whatsoever and you showed them those shows, they wouldn't know they were fake. They would just think like, why do these people have these serious conversations in front of cameras with speakers or whatever? But if you brought that person who knew nothing to watch wrestling – and this is my issue. Wrestling has even worse production value than the Kardashians. Like the punches are so obviously not punches. Like they don't even remotely connect to each other. And I think part of this also might just be a technology issue that 20 years ago when people didn't have HD TVs, Mm -hmm. it might have looked better. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in the stands from a few hundred feet away. But when you have an HGTV and you can see like the high quality, you see that like they're not even remotely touching each other. So that was like my annoying part. That like first of all, it's predecided. And second of all, the production value was like it's very fake. Okay, so you're not gonna get over that part, I don't think. Yeah. Uh or at least you can't change that part. But I do think uh you get used to it. And one of the interesting things is it is you can't think of it the way you think of the NFL. You have to think of it the way you think of like Lost or, you know, or the leftovers, which is this is a yeah, but those shows, but when you f- when there's a fight on those shows, it looks real because the production value. Okay, is so much better. but I'm talking about the general storyline, yeah, Me- okay. meaning that it is, of course, it's scripted. They're much more. They, well, they'll never say it's scripted during the show. You know, you, characters now can go on, at, you know, and do interviews in their real name. Like they really, uh, the fake world is called kayfabe, and they really do. Uh, you know, allow them to maintain, you know, a lot of them have their Twitter names be their real names. And uh, sometimes like you blur lines and some guys are more serious about keeping, you know, the two things separate than others. But anyway, uh, you know, the fans do decide because you'll see and we'll talk about here, you know, the fans were booing some guys who the show clearly wanted you to cheer and vice versa. Uh, and oh, the fans seemed like their favorite was AJ Styles. It seemed like oh yeah okay. So let's go let's go one by one here and and let's okay. let's you know so the first guy who comes in is Roman Reigns and this is the only predetermined spot. I know you told me beforehand you had a question how the spots are decided and that's I guess sort of an anonymous pretend general manager makes that decision. It's really like the thirty biggest guys. If you had a match previously, um, you might not be in. Although some of the guys in the in the Rumble did have. I, I didn't make you watch the sort of the undercard, although the first match of the night was absolutely sensational. Uh, it was it was really a, a fantastic match between Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens. But um, the next few matches were were just fine. Uh, oh, Dean Ambrose does not look like a wrestler at all. No, that's sort of his shtick is that he looks like a crazy person. Also, his um, his uh, whatever his <laughs> his wife beater ripped, which looked really bad. Oh, yeah, I need to complain about that. So he comes out and he's got these bandages on his arm and on his head. Yeah, because his thing was like him. He had just had an insane match. Like he had gone through tables. Yeah, an unbelievable match. Yeah. So he's got this, you know, fake Kurt Schilling style blood all over his outfits. But then the problem is that, as you said, by the end of the match, his shirt was off and his skin was perfectly smooth. And it's like, why don't you at least draw the fake blood on his body as well? Or was they just didn't expect the shirt to come off? Basically, Well, you wanted fake blood. He had fake blood on these bandages on his body. And then oh, the that might have been off, real blood. I'm not sure because they don't really. No, 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 no. Because this is what I'm saying. When the bandage came off. Yeah. No, th- when, when he walked out, he has these two bandages with very huge, ostentatious red marks on them. OK. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. The bandage. OK. And then when his bandages come off, his skin is perfectly smooth underneath. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I so mean, it was, it was a little bit of uh, uh, 
yeah. well, you know, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. They actually used to allow a lot of bleeding, and they've since banned it because they they, they try and keep the project, uh, you know, the the product rated TVPG on uh, on on oh, USA. Yeah, you also you also don't like somebody contracting like AIDS from a, a wrestling match. Well, they could be tested the same way boxers or UFC fighters could. Anyway, yeah. um, okay, so Roman Reigns. Uh, the, by the way, I thought you were going to go with porn stars. They're not uh, boxers, no. but R- Roman Reigns. Uh, the the storyline is that the authority, which means the McMahon family, they brought back Vince, who'd been off television for a bunch of years in the last couple months. They brought him back, and they hate him. And it's not totally clear why, but they don't want – they're the bad guys, and they don't want Roman Reigns, who's ostensibly the good guy and became the champion when the bad guy champion who was there, they championed, you know, they sort of supported uh, towards ACL, and he was uh, really good. Uh, and he used to be in a faction with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, and they're sort of the three main guys in the company right now. But he tore his ACL, and he's out at least until the summer. So his his championship was abdicated, and Roman Reigns won it, and now they want him not to win. And just so you should know, I know you don't know this, but generally the Royal Rumble is there's a champion, and there'll be a championship match right before this. So like last year, there was a, cha- there was a match, and then Brock Lesnar wins that match, and then... The Royal Rumble is for the right to be in the main event at Royal Rumble against the champion. And Roman Reigns won that. So it was Roy- Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar last year at, um, at, at the WrestleMania main event. Although, ironically, neither of them won the championship because uh, there's sort of a... It's complicated to explain, but uh, someone else won that match. Anyway, the... Okay, so now Roman Reigns, they did a whole like Powerball uh, you know, gimmick on uh, the show last week where they picked a name out of the out of like a, a lottery bin thing, you know, where the balls are popping and whoever get whoever that is is going to be Roman Reigns. But then they they showed afterwards that every ball had Roman Reigns and they were just doing it to mess him over. And so he comes in at 1. And then at number 2 is the Russian guy Rusev, who's actually in real life Bulgarian, a, Bulgarian. The, the Bulgarian brute, that's right. But they, yeah. some but he also uh like pledges loyalty to Putin and for a while he would do like a whole five minute speech before he came on where his. Oh, by the way, these ethnic stereotypes are so 1985. It's, it's funny because still... they, he's really the only one that they still have. And it's basically like, who is it kosher? Which sort of ethnicity is it kosher in like modern culture to rip on? And Russian, I guess, is the answer. Uh, yeah. Wait, so what like, about Sammy? Sammy Zane? He had like Arabic on his leotard. What was that about? Uh, he's he's a he's Lebanese Canadian. He's allowed to do that. He's actually Arab. Oh, so he, but he doesn't play like some goofy Arab like that. No, just, no, 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 no. He's no, he's very, he's serious. He's like a serious character. He's just probably just like <laughs> pride of, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, from Lebanon yeah. or whatever. So, so Rusev, these, so the first two this year, Rusev and Roman Reigns, were actually the last two in the Royal Rumble last year. And Rusev, uh, until recently, had almost never lost. He was sort of being built up as a bad guy, but now he's in a group called the League of Nations, which is basically uh, bad. <laughs> it, essentially, it's bad guys who are not American. So it's him. It's Albert Del Rio, who's Mexican, who you see later. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh, a Bad News Barrett, who's uh, who's British, who's injured and who wasn't in this. And um, and then the other guy is Seamus, who's Irish, who's the guy with the crazy facial hair. And he was the second last guy to come out. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so, and, and we'll get to the League of Nations when they uh, yeah, conspire yeah. together. They come but... in. Right. OK. Well, it's worth mentioning. Yes. Very early on, they come in and they beat down Roman Reigns and he goes. They put him through a table. Rusev jumps on him through a table. And then. Wait, but the, I have some questions right off the top. So first of all, um, Roman Reigns, when he came out, the crowd seemed to be booing him. Is that correct? Okay, so here's the weird thing. As you know, in wrestling, it's very simple in general. There are bad guys who are called faces, and 
uh, there are good guys, excuse me, who are called faces, and there are bad guys who are called heels. And Roman Reigns is a good guy, ostensibly. He is a face. He is, when he is in a match, he's generally facing a bad guy. The problem is that they have sort of selected, again, they had these three guys called the Shield. They wore all black. They destroyed everyone. They never really lost the match. Uh, they were kind of a tag team, and that was Rollins, who was who's the champion who's now injured, Dean Ambrose, who we discussed, and, and Roman Reigns. And they uh, were amazing, and then eventually they split up. And probably their WWE's thought was to have the three of them in the main event for the championship as single, you know, singles competitors against each other. But that became impossible when Rollins tore his ACL. Um, Ambrose and Reigns are good guys, so they don't fight against each other, whereas Rollins broke up. Oh, I hated Ambrose. Yeah, Rollins broke up the shield by being a bad guy. Well, some people think Ambrose should be a bad guy. Bill Simmons always says they should turn Ambrose into a bad guy. Anyway, so Roman Reigns, uh, what's it called? So uh, Roman Reigns has basically been anointed. He was in the he was in the championship last year. They knew they couldn't make him the champion because then they'd have the entire uh, 49er stadium booing him, uh, you know, that he beat Brock Lesnar. So that's why they and Brock Lesnar can't really lose matches. So they inserted a third guy uh, in there to get the title. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that when he comes out. But he seems like it's it, it's physically impossible to beat him. <laughs> yeah. So Brock Lesnar like that. They had to make it that four guys destroyed him and cheated because Bro- I yeah. mean, he happened to lose a match to The Undertaker a few months ago. But uh, he also beat The Undertaker. You know about The Undertaker? I mean, I know who he you is. Know, so he had won. He had never lost at WrestleMania. He was 21-0 and 0 all time. And then Lesnar beat him. Uh, it basically, the most shocking moment in the history of the sport. Lesnar beat him two years ago at WrestleMania. So Lesnar is basically their most unbeatable guy. And, and if this was real fighting, of course, he'd also be their most unbeatable guy. He was, <laughs> yeah. the, he was the, you know, the literal UFC heavyweight champion only a few years ago. Until he got some crazy disease, you know, he tried it for the Vikings a few years ago, and not a few like years ago, many of, years ago. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like uh, in yeah, his late 30s. I, yeah, but like there were stories about him, like during training camp. <laughs> like he's an insane person. Yeah, it's funny because The Rock also was like a failed football player who became a wrestler. Although, in his, yeah, but he he was like on those legit teams in Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. The Rock was like a good. Yeah, yeah he was like lining up with Warren Sapp. He just was like yeah. just not good enough. Um. Anyway, oh, so Roman Reigns. Oh, by the way, is, is he number one in the power rankings of? guys from wrestling who went into the mainstream like hulk hogan might be more famous wait, wait time out but, time out yeah he's like number one if just guys who went into the mainstream right now he's the biggest star in the world i think he's not yeah like, that's what i'm saying yeah he's, he's, but he's i'm like, saying not just for wrestling like for Earth. Does, does anybody does anybody not like him i, I think he's awesome everything he, he does his thing is that he, he has basically universal likability so it's a, yeah it's he, good he's that a fantastic he's actually a really good actor yeah I, so I it's he has he has charisma women love him guys love him he's cool He's funny. He, you know, he can be dramatic. Here's to tell you how bad the writing's gotten. So last year they had Roman Reigns win the Royal Rumble. Now, the thing I didn't tell you is that Roman Reigns is the Rock's cousin in real life and on the show. So they knew that they needed to soften the blow because the fan favorite is a guy named Daniel Bryan, who's a little guy who who's basically always being kicked by the man, the man being, you know, the McMahons or the bad guys, whoever. And they finally, you know, he finally won the championship at uh the at WrestleMania 2 years ago in 2014. But he got injured and and then um last year he was coming back from injury. And are these real injuries or fake injuries? No, he got real injured. No, they don't ge- generally do fake injuries for Well, you know, but Roman Reigns had a fake injury. No, yeah, but then he came back 20 minutes later. I mean, you know, you injured but, like missed but, 6 months. But but here's my question. How do you know like so there was a few years ago where the wrestling guy where he was like dropped from the ceiling and he died, right? 
It was many years ago, but yeah, it was close to 20 yeah, years ago at this point. Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah and, uh, at the time, it, but like the crowd, like how does the crowd know what's a fake injury and what's a real injury? I, I, I think smart fans probably know. Also, something like the, the real injuries, they basically don't show. Yeah, okay. I think so. So, so, so. so they don't make a point of bringing the stretcher out unless the guy's obviously faking it. It would be a much different stretcher. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be showing it or whatever. It's probably like yeah. hippo laws or something. Okay. So anyway, um, so they knew that Roman Reigns is going to get booed if he wins the Rumble last year. Okay, so back two years ago, it's worth mentioning. So two years ago in 2014, I I, I should have showed you a clip before we watch this because Daniel Bryan was the most what they would call over, like the most popular wrestler, maybe in the history of the, of wrestling. May, you know, pot, some people would say second to Stone Cold Steve Austin in the late 90s. But literally the entire cr- crowd was do his, would do his chant, which is a yes chant, which has been co-opted by the San Francisco Giants and a lot of, I think, the Pittsburgh Penguins and a lot of sports teams. And they would... Yeah, he was literally had a he literally had a hundred percent approval rating. He's also a really good wrestler, even though he's a little guy. And like Vince McMahon supposedly doesn't like him because he doesn't look like Ro- Roman Reigns. He, he's he's wait, tiny. so he was more popular than like like The Rock was, for example, as a wrestler. I, I probably not, but I feel like more people booed The Rock than ever booed Daniel Bryan. Like like I, I know all of The Rock slogans. Like, can you smell what? The, right, like, right, I know sure. all that stuff. Even though no, I he wasn't wrestling. as famous. He wasn't as famous, yeah. but. Just oh, okay. in the arena, he had universal approval. The people's elbow. That's the rock also, Yeah, right? that is the rock. It's a ridiculous yeah. move. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the, 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 when he would give the people's elbow and then the person acts like they stuck their yeah. finger in like an especially high voltage uh, yeah. you know, plug and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so, so in 2014, in 2014, Daniel Bryan loses a match it, it was in the, in the undercard of the Royal Rumble, and everyone assumes he's going to come in and win the Royal Rumble and finally you know, go to WrestleMania and become the champion. And when the 30th guy comes out, and it's not Daniel Bryan, he's not in the Rumble, the crowd boos so loud you can't even hear the announcers for the rest of the event. And then they decide this guy, Batista, who was in the, Did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? No. As you know, of course I didn't. So he was, yeah. I think, Drax. So anyway, like he came back. They were like, oh, we got this movie star. Uh, and they made him a good guy, and he got booed out of the building, basically. And they so badly that they had to turn him to a bad guy immediately. And they had to, like, uh, you know, switch things up and turn Daniel Bryan, you know, put him as the third wheel almost into, the, you know, the title picture. And then he won the title. Last year, so the event is an unmitigated disaster. And it was in Philadelphia, which I don't have to tell you, you know, they don't really, not the best <laughs> yeah. crowd to have, like, an unpopular winner. So, yeah. like, they were lucky they came out alive. Like, there wasn't a fight between. So then last year, which I think was in Boston, I could be wrong, but I think it was in Boston. Um, he, uh, they, you know, knowing that, that Reigns is the winner, they put Daniel Bryan in the event, but they, they, like, unceremoniously had Bray Wyatt throw him out, like, 10th. And then the crowd booed for the next 45 minutes for the second straight year again. And then, like, every once in a while, there would be, like, a Dean Ambrose or a Dolph Ziggler, uh, the guy who had, like, the crazy ponytail that looked really bad yeah. last night. Uh, oh, I, I wrote down all 30 guys in my comments. No, I, I know. You'll uh, a fun fact, Dolph Ziggler for a long time dated uh, Amy Schumer. And um, what's it called? Uh, every time they would have one of these, like, secondary good guys like Ziggler or Ambrose, they would be eliminated. And eventually it was Reigns and then Kane the Big Show, who you probably remember from, like, the 90s and are still there. Yeah. As, like, the, yeah. like literally not one person likes them. They, they basically don't know how to wrestle. They're 100 years old. They shouldn't be there, but they probably have, like, long-term contracts or whatever, and they can't get rid of them. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so it, it's Reigns and those guys, then Rusev comes in, but they bring in The Rock, 
And for the first time in 20 years, <laughs> the whole crowd boos The Rock. They got The Rock booed. That's how bad the, the Royal Rumble was last year. So just to give you an idea of what they're coming into this year, two straight years of, of 0% approval rating for the Royal Rumble. Okay. Right. Let me ask you a question. We're talking about the crowd. Um, so there was, are there any wrestlers, anybody from the League of Nations, anybody who is like a French character? Not right now. I don't think there's a okay. Because the reason I asked is because there was a guy in the crowd very like ostentatiously waving a French flag. So my question here is, if he wasn't tweeted in support of a given wrestler, so was this like a reaction to like the Paris terror attacks? No, no, no. I think they no because a lot of times you'll see Israeli flags. It's just you bring your country's flag instead of a sign. You know, sometimes they'll oh, okay, take away signs. Because I thought this is a guy who woke up in the morning and thought like, mm. well, there was a terror attack in Paris a few weeks ago. No. And at the time, the next day, people had Paris flags at their football games. No. So I'm bringing my French flag. No, okay, it's just right. it's the same way people bring funny signs or whatever. So, OK, right. so there was, a, there was also a guy holding a sign that said nothing but this guy with an arrow pointed at himself. And he was like dancing with it. I was entertained by that. Oh, guy. there was another guy that had a sign that was like the guy behind me can't see anything, which was a funny <laughs> sign. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so and there's a lot of kids. You have to remember that they have to serve two masters or more, yeah. which is they have to be, you know, you know, Bill Simmons talks about they ha- Brock Lesnar and John Cena. John Cena is not in this match, but he is the number one guy in the company right now. And he just got injured. Uh, I should mention they have a ridiculous amount of injuries. Another guy, Randy Orton, who is one of their top few guys, is, is injured. Seth Rollins, the champion, is injured. Daniel Bryan, their most popular wrestler, is injured. And a lot of secondary guys are injured. So they are really you know, that, there's a reason why they're bringing back like 47-year-old Triple H or however old he is. Because yeah. they're really, you know, Triple H wrestles at, mo- you know, he always wrestles WrestleMania. But uh, many years he will only wrestle once a year. You know, he, he, you know he, he's, you know, literally in a, in a boardroom all day. I know, I know this is like a cliche sitcom question, but I, I legitimately want to know. How do you become a WWE referee? I, it, it, I think, I don't think that's like a, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> I think they're Especially actors or like failed this, wrestlers. This this match, the announcers kept saying there are no rules in this match, which is why like people who aren't in the match are allowed to pull guys out and beat the like. There's no well, rules. this is there's the no hardest job of the year for right? the referees because they have to. You think about how like for you got to pretend to look busy. No, if for a normal match that's scripted, it's not a big deal. There's like a few spots, whatever. It's pretty easy. It's their job. Here, it's like you have to tell this guy, okay, you're going out, you know, at 14th, and they have to kind of whisper them instructions all the time here when they're on the floor, whatever. When they leave the ring. That's when the referees come and like tell them what to do a little bit because there's oh because these guys so don't complicated remember, like, here yeah yeah uh, okay uh, I don't know I mean a lot of that's decided back- backstage but you know maybe somebody yeah. gets hurt or but the thing that always makes me nervous about the Royal Rumble is what if someone accidentally falls you know what if the what if the guy is supposed to win you know because everyone goes over the rope uh, and, yeah. and they hold on sometimes but yeah what if that guy yeah. falls I don't think I don't know if that's happened ever but so anyway getting back to the main event so. Another thing you should know is that they usually have guys from the past, like Blast from the Past come. They'll never win, but there'll be a few of them and they'll get a big cheer. This year, I think they decided not to. I read online that maybe it's because since this was for the championship, whereas it's normally not, it would be ridiculous to have some guy who's clearly there for one day who has a 0% chance of winning. Like, why, you know, why even bother? But isn't that what, isn't that what Triple H was? No, because Triple H is in the company. He, like he's on the show every week. So they said Lesnar hadn't been in the Rumble since 2003. Okay, because Lesnar. First of all, because Le- he left the company for many years to be in the UFC. Okay. And second of all, because he is like frequently in a main event that's not the Rumble. Like last year, he was in the championship match, so okay. he wasn't also in the Rumble. And also, like if he's not going to win it, Lesnar. Okay, so Lesnar's contract is basically shows up for like four papers views a year. And maybe one or two of the Raws before that for each pay-per-view to promote it. You know, he makes probably the most money, but he, you know, he is he's very part-time. Triple H, 
uh, is older and his I don't know what his contract is, but he, again, wrestles once or twice a year generally. But he's always there. Like there, there are, you know, times where he'll be on TV every yeah. week for 10 weeks. This is kind of like being like a, a fan of like an English Premier League soccer team where you got to keep track. There's like there's the league. There's various cups. Then there's it's like true, the European true. league. It might be there's like so many different things going on here. It's true. And right. And there's like the international. Yeah. OK. So anyway, so they don't have any of these one time guys. You know, they don't have any Hulk Hogan types that, you know, I'm just using that name. He's he was in the company. But then he said, you know, he was caught saying something racist. So now he's out of the company again. But. So they they do also having sex with other people's wives yeah. on camera. Yeah, I don't think that's why he got fired though. So <laughs> allegedly, I don't know. He's suing people for that. What do you mean? So allegedly, I saw the video. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's nothing alleged. I know about he's it. suing Gawker about, I guess, about posting the video. Anyway, yeah, that's where I saw the video. Okay, so then this guy AJ Styles, who the the amazing thing that the one thing that WWE's done incredibly well over the last few years is they basically decided let's build up a minor league called which is called NXT, and let's sign the best minor leaguers in the world. You know, guys who've been doing this for 10, 15 years, let's get them. They'll build a character, you know, generally switch their name for legal purposes so they own the rights to that name. And then, you know, you know, build them up in the minor leagues for six months to a year and then build them, bring them to the main product. So a guy like Kevin Owens, he was one of those guys, a superstar in the minor leagues for a long time. Then, you know, he dominated the, the, the uh, WWE's, you know, essentially minor league called NXT for uh, about a year. And now he's, you know... Uh, you know, fighting for the second to main championship, even if he's not one of the main guys yet. So AJ Styles is the new one of those guys, but he is uh, he's the first guy in a long time that I guess is big enough that he skipped the whole NXT. And now he's ostensibly, I mean, in theory, he could go to NXT, but I think he's not. He's right back. He's, you know, right on the main roster. I don't know if he's going to be in the championship picture. So he, he was also he was by far the most popular. person. Yeah, so he crowd. comes out and gets a ridiculous ovation, has very cool theme yeah. music. Uh, I, I, you know, it looks I, like my my note is looks like a slightly sexier version of Roman, very popular with the crowd, but not nearly as not nearly as built as Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So AJ Styles comes out huge ovation or pop, as they would say, and like the crowd is going crazy for him. The chanting his name the whole time he's in there. Uh, yeah. I don't. It's not clear where they're going to go with him, but he's you know seems like he's going to be a big deal. Then they bring By the up- way, within, within the world of, of wrestling, yeah. why do all these guys like have long hair? We know in the NFL you can tackle a guy by his hair yeah. or in the case of James Jones by his hoodie, yeah. although it doesn't happen that often. But all these guys have long hair and they're always getting pulled by it. Like why, why would you have long hair? Well, I think it's to – you know, every, there's so many guys that you have to stand out. Like I'm but sure – they all have long hair. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> that becomes a problem. So now one guy's going to yeah. go to short hair. Yeah. So now, coming in fourth is a guy named Tyler Breeze. So I said NXT, that's the minor league. So he's an example of a guy who comes out of the minor league where he was pretty popular, but he's clearly going to be a joke type character, like a comedy only character, not a contender uh, of any kind. He's like a pretty boy. And uh, do you have any do you have any notes on Tyler Breeze? Well, th- I mean, this happens throughout, but the first time it happened was when Breeze comes out, which is because this is the first time we had three people in the ring together, which is Styles attacks Breeze as he's about to eliminate Roman, yeah. which happens repeatedly. <laughs> Anytime a guy's about to eliminate a guy, the third guy comes in and stops, which makes no sense. No sense. Why wouldn't you want- it's not like yeah. you get any points. It's not like you get a single point for it. Like, like they want the point for being the yeah, Every do- single person's goal should be to yeah. eliminate Roman Reigns, and then everyone has an equal chance. Yeah. Also, by the way, I, I love how they track the stats, though. Like they go back, like they, he's eliminated forty-seven. It's phenomenal. This is stats the this is the only event where they take like they'll never ever ever say during the year this guy is like seventy-three and zero. Or sometimes like irrelevant bad guys will like never win, and they'll like lose a hundred matches and win zero or one in a whole year. But they don't give you their 
uh, their records ever. But during the Rumble, they're very strict on like, you know, he's in spot number seven, which has produced two winners and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, they made a point of saying, I think a bunch of winners have come out of the 27 spot, which obviously like the later you enter, the the better your chances are because you don't have to survive as long. And actually, I think I've, I might have told you the story before. There's like a legendary story from the 2000 Dream Team mm-hmm. where uh, where like Kevin Garnett was playing one on one against some guy on the team and he beat him. Um, and then and then Kevin Garnett proceeded like somebody had next, somebody had next. And KG proceeded to beat every single player on the team one on one. And then they went around a second time and then he beat everybody a second time until he came to Allen Houston and Allen Houston beat him. But the point is it had been like his like 17th game or whatever right. by that point. And it's sort of the same thing here. Like I'll, I'll believe Reigns that starts... story if you told me Duncan sat out that day. Well, Duncan wasn't on the 2000 team, I don't think. No, I think he was. He was on, t- he was on 2004. 2000 was – it was like Jason Kidd, Gary Payton, Alonzo Mourning. I'm um, looking at the roster now. Vince Carter when he was at the height of his powers. Yeah, Duncan wasn't on the team in 2000. Okay. So – But, Yeah. Um, okay, fine. Get into a dunk okay, so yeah, Breeze is you. irrelevant and gets tossed in exactly one minute. Next up is Curtis Axel, who's a, kind of a comedy character. He just joined this group, which is basically the way to explain it is like four irrelevant guys who are literally never on television. But why were his teammates allowed in? I didn't understand that. They part. weren't allowed in. They just came though. Anyway, they came and then they got you know they were just fodder to get beat up. So anyway, but his <laughs> his shtick for the whole year when he was seen, which was rarely, is he came out for the Royal Rumble last year and a guy beat him up walking on the stage well before he could ever get to the ring. And for the rest <laughs> of the year, he would insist that he was still in the 2015 Royal Rumble. Uh, okay. So this year he came in and that, you know, that's what, so he'll probably come out tonight on raw and say like, I'm still in the 2015 Royal Rumble. Cause by the way, n- none of Axel's kicks came even close to the guy. Really? Like he was like a worse actor than a lot of them. In terms he's of not, his, his, his father was a pretty big time wrestler, but he's not, uh, he's not one of the most skilled guys in the ring. He's actually pretty funny yeah. on the microphone. He's He's a, he's a better talker. Then you might know number six. I don't know if, if you were following it all in the 90s. Yeah. Was First Chris guy I've heard of was Chris, Chris Jericho, Jericho, who was a really big deal. The funny thing is that his shtick, because he was coming in the very late 90s, was he called himself Y2J, which he's still calling himself. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense now. <laughs> he has a very popular podcast. Um, he hosted the uh, podcast Wait, awards so, last year. Don't, don't advertise. No, I'm, I'm saying that he won the po- he hosted the podcast awards last year that Rob won yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the podcast of the year and whatever he won. Um, he came, they're trying to, I guess they're so desperate. He's on tour with a band a lot of times and he has his podcast, but, uh, when they're desperate to have like an extra spot filled in like the third or fourth main match, they'll call him back up. So it's clearly he's being groomed for some minor WrestleMania match by being in here, but he was in, you know, for an old man, he was in the match the entire time, basically. Yeah. So there's only, there's five guys who I had heard of and he was the first of the five. Um, I actually wrote down my prediction halfway through. This was when wrestler number 21 came out. I, my re- prediction was I predict Jericho wins. There's no other logical reason why he's been hanging around for half an hour. And then by the end of the match, I wrote Jericho has now spent 45 minutes lying on the corner of the, of the ring, just watching what's going <laughs> and on. And he got thrown up by Dean, Amb- Dean Ambrose, which makes me believe that maybe the, that's the next sort of feud, like him and Ambrose maybe fighting for that but he, secondary but like, title. Wh- why, what was the point of Chris Jericho coming out early and then doing nothing for 45 minutes? I think. Well, Reigns literally wasn't even there. Like, it's not possible to fight for an hour for a lot of these guys, especially an old man yeah. like Jericho. So then Kate... – Oh, by the way, you you actually said, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, the goal for everybody should be to get rid of Reigns first. Why? Is he, like, so legendarily strong? Or? No, because he is clearly the favorite, and he won last year. He eliminated 12 guys, which is the all-time record. You know, he's the yeah, obvious – like, that. once – who's going to win? Like, if Reigns doesn't win, other than – Well, tr- who's going to win is whoever comes out at the very end. Yeah, well, well that does, that's not for sure not always the case. Yeah. Um, by the way, so we mentioned how, or I mentioned how long hair, you know, is a bad idea because they can pull you by it. Yeah. I noticed none of these guys have chest hair. Yeah. 
Are you a lot of chess or do you have to wax? A, a lot of these guys, I think, wax their chest. I don't pay attention well, to it, but I've heard all these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well some of these guys wear shirts. Watch, like, you know, some of these. you want chest hair, you'd probably just get pulled by it, so it probably wouldn't help. The, the attire really varies. I mean, you have guys like Goldust and Stardust wearing ridiculous costumes, full body. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. And then yeah, you they have, look like, like. And they're brothers, like those, by the um, way. We'll talk about that. They them look like those Mexican. By the way, I really wanted Seamus talking about weird. I really want him to get pulled by his disgusting facial hair, but it never happened. Uh, it's, all, it's it's funny because when he was a good guy, he didn't have that. But I guess one of their uh, things, he also was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, I think. So maybe that was that's the, he's the bad guy in that movie. Like he is he is the most punchable face. I wouldn't punch him because yeah. he'll he'll murder you. But <laughs> he's a huge guy. But, you know, he yeah. like he is. They try to make him a good guy, but he's just incredibly unlikable. He was the champion yeah. for one night a few months ago. Nowadays, they generally if you're the champion, you generally keep it for at least six months. But, you know, he's so detestable that Reigns won it from him. Uh not even on a pay-per-view. Anyway, so number seven comes Kane, who got booed out of the building last year when he second, was one of the second final guy guys. Second guy I've heard of. Uh, he's been around forever. He's under. How gross must it be, by the way, under those masks? Yeah, it's probably pretty bad. Um, he has to own a dozen of them, right? Because you don't want to wear that a second time. Like, even I don't know how well you wash it, but oh my god, it must smell terrible. It's funny in real life. Kane is like a very thoughtful guy. Supposedly, he he writes yeah. like like long like posts about like his libertarian politics and. He's not, you know, but in real life, he's just wildly unlikable in the ring, and they should have retired him a long time ago. Luckily, he gets eliminated pretty quickly um, at the Rumble. The next guy up is Goldust, who's actually been at this, I think, longer than Kane. He is Stardust's oh, really? brother uh, in real life. I never heard of this guy. Uh, Goldust, yeah, because he wasn't a... Like, his, out- his outfit is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Both of these brothers. He's he's at the very end of his career. He got, like, a, a somewhat cheer just because he... Um, he hasn't he hasn't been around in a while. He's not really like in you know on the day to day roster at this point. Uh, he's very old. He's uh, he's forty seven. Uh, his father is Dusty Rhodes, who's a Hall of Famer who just passed uh, in the last month or two. And um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> he had the probably the twenty ninth best chance, other than maybe Tyler Breeze of winning. Uh, Simmons said in uh, when he was talking about the Rumble to cousin Sal today, he said that they did a pool for like you get you know you could get. People six and eleven and eighteen, you know, the, if that person who has your number yeah. wins. So anyway, yeah, like boxes for the. So when when Goldust came out, he said, um, "His son screamed to Simmons' father, who was there, and he's like, ah, cross his name off, you're done, you know, because that's a guy who's not going to win.' Uh, anyway, Ryback comes out, and Ryback is weird because he was a bad guy. He's a really like cartoonish, dinosaur looking guy, right? Oh yeah, for him, my only comment is roids with several exclamation Oh my gosh, points. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he, what's it called? He, uh, comes out and when he was a bad guy, people loved him and now he became a good guy and he got booed out of the building last night. Uh, you know, he got thrown out pretty quickly. They do try and sell him. I don't know. He, he must be friends with someone backstage cause he gets in a lot of like, you know, semi high level matches where he probably shouldn't at this point, because one of the things they've done is by bringing in all these minor league guys who are very talented, they have the quality of actual wrestling is at times very high. Uh, and even in the women's division, it's incredibly high now, uh, much higher than it's ever been, where they have pe- instead of just like models, they have people who are like in the minor leagues w- working their craft. And, uh, you know, at, in the minor league level, they've actually had main events of, of women recently just because the women are so unbelievably good anyway. So a guy like Ryback just really only has a couple moves. You know, he's just a big guy. And uh, that's literally his nickname is the big guy. And uh not much to say. By this him. point, it was comical how often, by the way, somebody's about to get thrown over only for a third guy to come in and attack the attacker. Yeah. I mean, it's like happening now. Or, or if you've noticed, like, I'm going to throw you out of the ring, but then the countdown clock starts, 10, 9, 8, and that means I'm not allowed to throw you out anymore because it's yeah, like too yeah, distracting. It, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Then comes Kofi Kingston, who I think was eliminated off screen, which I don't know what if you had any notes about the camera work, but it was especially atrocious last night. Well, yeah, I, I can't compare it to anything else. Well, you can yeah. to, to televise football. I just feel yeah. like sometimes you're supposed to be in one place. Like when AJ Styles comes out, the camera's just on Roman Reigns' face, and you don't see AJ Styles till he's like the crowd has already gone crazy for five seconds. Oh, I thought that was to see you wanted to see his reaction. Yeah, yeah but like, why? You know. Who cares? Roman Reigns never heard of this guy till a week ago. You know, he doesn't follow the minor leagues. Roman Reigns. He's um, anyway. So, so this is Kofi Annan's younger brother. Yes, right? no, Son, Kofi Kingston is in a amazing group. Basically, they had a big problem with. Uh, sort of. These are the guys who wear hot pink, right? Yes, they're called the New Day. Yeah. They're incredible. And, and he dances around. He, he he always finds a way to not have his feet touch the Correct. ground. Correct. Yeah, he gets thrown yeah. out. And there's you know, if you see on YouTube, there's some really funny ones where right one time he hops on a chair, another time he basically walks on his hands outside the entire ring. Yeah, he's, saw that. He's an unbelievable athlete. Um, but they basically had a problem uh, the WWE where where people are like, hey, there's like no minorities. Uh, yeah, this was the first black guy to come in, out. Yes, in the top 20. And, and then we got and, and three, then we in, get three a row, in a row. Yes, correct. Three yeah. in a row. Uh, and, and he had had, they're the tag team champions. So his two teammates, Big E and Xavier Woods, uh, weren't in the event, but, you know, were, were part of the uh, tag team champions uh, earlier in the night. So now they have more uh, minority representation. But what's it called? So when they had a problem, they put this group together and they made them good guys. They were basically the most hated guys ever, and then they turned them bad, <laughs> and and they and they're sort of the group now that that'll like you know come into a crowd and be like, uh, you know, hey, it's Charlotte. Uh, too bad the Hornets suck, and you know Michael Jordan's a yeah. You know they'll do yeah. that sort of thing, but they're very funny. And now, like the problem is that even though they're you know bad, the crowd absolutely eats them up. So he comes in. Uh, he yeah, his spot was pretty basic this year, right? That he just got when I mean it was actually pretty cool. That he goes on the shoulders of his of his teammate Big E, who's just randomly on the. Uh, I'll tell you one funny thing that you'll appreciate. So, like Big E, they tried to groom to be a really big star, and he still may be a, a somewhat of a star one day. But like his name was Big E Langston, and then some like guy makes a decision one day, like Nah, he can't have a last name anymore. And so like his last name in the you know you know in the fake kayfabe WWE world now is just Big E. But I like when they get rid of the guy's last name and don't acknowledge he ever had one. Yeah. Anyway, so Titus O'Neil comes out next. Not much to say about Titus O'Neil. Last year in the Royal Rumble, he was supposed to do a spot where he comes in, gets flipped over immediately by Roman Reigns, and it was the record for shortest uh, elimination. It was supposed to be like three seconds, but he like didn't get knocked out and he didn't break the record. Like he slipped and like stayed on the rope for a second. So I'm surprised that they didn't like. I'm surprised they even let him in this year. He is in a. He's rarely on TV, but he's in a tag team with Darren Young who is the first openly gay WWE wrestler. They gave him the, the title for a second, I guess probably just to say they could, but they're rarely on television. Yeah, so R-Truth comes out, and his gimmick now is he that he's an idiot. It's insane. So the response to there not being enough black guys is to bring out a black guy who is literally retarded. He, he raps and no one understands. So he brings a ladder into the ring, and everyone yeah, okay, else Okay, so let me explain that joke, because it happened to be an amazing gag, which is... So in the summer, they have a, they have a pay-per-view called Money in the Bank. And that's what I was talking about before where you one person wins it and they're basically anointed like they, they have this briefcase and they could come out at any point. So let's say, uh, you know, Roman Reigns and Triple H are at WrestleMania this year and Roman Reigns wins, but he's like bloodied on the floor. He's exhausted. So the person who has the Money in the Bank briefcase, which is no one right now because it's already been you know, used for this year. But this is what happened last year with Seth Rollins against Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. He comes out and then he can he has a right to a match for the title at any point. It could be during a match, after a match against the champion. So, you know, so 
basically what you do is you, you to win the money in the bank, you have to stand on a ladder, climb up the ladder. So there's a lot of spots with ladders, people jumping off ladders. There's some cool, like really violent looking, you know, uh, things uh, that you could, you know, if you're interested, you could check up on YouTube, like the famous guy getting, you know, speared jumping off a ladder from like 20 feet. And uh, so basically what you do is you climb up the ladder, you clamp, you grab the briefcase, you win. So his shtick was that he's going to, he thought he's, he thought that's what he they thought were doing. he's in the money, in the bank match when he's really in the Royal Rumble, which is kind of amazing. But again, this is like a 44, four year old man whose gimmick is that he's an absolute buffoon. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but I also like how everybody else just watched him calmly as he did yeah, it, because right? it was so funny. They were probably laughing. Anyway, he's only in for 30 seconds. Then Luke Harper. Yeah. So Bray Wyatt is a giant homeless man. <laughs> yeah. Giant homeless man with his three homeless buddies. Uh, who are even bigger than him? So he's one. Is this of, like the Duck Dynasty? Respo- like the response to Duck I Dynasty? I think it basically? existed beforehand. They, there's like you know he does he he gives these like really vague uh, promos. They have sort of he's almost like uh, the light version of Roman Reigns for bad guys. Whereas he's been given this opportunity for a few years. He hasn't totally uh, you know run with it in the sense that like two years you know in the last two years he's faced. Uh, John Cena and The Undertaker at WrestleMania, which are, you know, primetime real estate. And this year he's probably going to face Brock Lesnar or maybe his whole group will face Brock Lesnar, it appears, at WrestleMania. And he's, you know, the crowd is pretty indifferent towards him. They don't hate him. They don't love him. You know, he gives like long rambling, uh, you know, promos a lot of times. Anyway, so this is one of his guys. This is probably of the three guys, the best in-ring guy who might have a you know career of his own at one point. Uh, then up next, we already discussed Stardust. He, uh, he's really called Cody Rhodes a lot of the time, but right now he's in a gimmick called Stardust. Uh, they wanted Stardust and Goldust, the brothers, to have a match where maybe Goldust would, you know, retire afterwards. But they tried it as like, uh, you know, like on, on a just a minor show last year. And it was basically the most quiet a crowd has ever been. So it's definitely not going to be a WrestleMania type match. Wait, but, but, but we skipped over now. You have to explain what happened between the League of Nations and Roman Reigns and McMahon here. Like why the whole thing is oh, okay, yeah. why they're doing it. Like yeah. what the hell is going okay, on? Okay, so Roman he they're basically the stable that that does the bidding of the authority, which is the McMahon family, the League of Nations right now. They're like the main bad guys. It used to be Seth Rollins, but again he tore his ACL. So they're sort of the new like uh, you know, muscle in town. So those guys, minus one of them who's who's injured, they come out and they throw Reigns through a table. You know, they basically like, ah, we got him. We're, you know, he's not going to be back in the Rumble. And like Vince McMahon's hugging them and Vince McMahon's the worst actor. And is also like subsequently mean, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, I mean, what do you want to know? Like, I don't know. It feels like that's pretty. Well, funny. I also liked how everyone in the ring just stood around doing nothing for several minutes. As all the shenanigans well, what are they going to do? Like, if you do something, you know, it's not going to be on television. So it's not worth wasting your energy, right? Like the cameras yeah. are clearly <laughs> on the outside of the ring. I mean, under, but if you're living in a world where you're trying to win, sure. that would be a perfect time to throw someone else over the edge. I but. would say that if you let's say we were like us and 28 of our friends tried to have, you know, in real life, try <laughs> the Royal rubble, Rumble. it would look much different. Like people just hold <laughs> yeah. on to the ropes, go under the ropes, wouldn't be in the ring. Like, yeah. <laughs> so in, it's hard to justify more than any other event in sort of the wrestling universe why their actions are the way they are. But, that, you know, that's for another day. Anyway, so Stardust, okay, Big Show comes out. He's sort of the brother to Kane at this point. He's third guy I've heard of. He by the switches way. between bad guy and good guy basically every week. No one can keep track. I think he's a good guy now, but he's been a bad guy for a while before this. One of the last four guys last year got basically got booed out of the building. Um, they say he's seven feet tall, but you see him standing next to these guys. He's clearly like six eight or six nine. Uh, and they list him at five hundred pounds, which I think is impossible. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he you know he's. Uh, doing his thing he gets thrown out by braun Strowman. 
Neville comes in. Neville is really interesting. Chamberlain. Yeah. Neville is an Irish guy. I don't know if he'll ever be a champion because he has this incredibly thick Irish accent. Because he capitulates to the Germans. Yeah, and he, but he is like the best high flyer, one of the best high flyers of all time. His finishing, like main move, is incredible. He does like a triple flip that every time he does it, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he didn't break his neck. Uh, he's really talented. He, you know, he's he's been up less than a year. Um, he wasn't going to win this thing, but uh, he may at some point become a main guy. But more likely, he'll just be like the best. Uh, you know, one of the best wrestlers and like the you know one of the best of like the second tier intercontinental u.s champion type guys then braun Strowman comes in any thoughts on braun Strowman? well so this is what i thought wasn't fair the other teams only one guy from their team got to come right out, exactly but they let, but, but they let multiple wyatts come out yeah and then, and then obviously they're going to team up and, you know like it's it's entirely predictable what happens so why are they allowed multiple people from the same team well to all i compete? guess if we're gonna if you're gonna analyze it in the kayfabe fake world it's like we're letting the 30 best wrestlers in so we're not going to let all four people from like uh Curtis Axel stable in in the uh, Rumble because th- they're irrelevant. Whereas these guys, sort of on their own, are relevant. Like Luke Harper has been a champion. He's been a tag team champion. Eric Rowan, you know what I mean? These guys. Plus, like, if the authority's goals for Roman Reigns not to win, doesn't it make sense to have guys like Strowman and Harper in the in the event? And so Strowman is the strongest of all of the wives. Yeah. So right? Strowman. So for a couple of years, basically, it was the other three guys, and then they brought in Strowman. He skipped the minor leagues. A lot of people say like he can't actually wrestle. He just kind of like does this move where he like puts you to sleep by like holding you up and grabbing your neck. He has not had a singles match yet, so they're definitely protecting him for now. But yeah, he is a big guy. They there was a cool moment when they put him next to the Big Show and some of these other big guys. He is an enormous guy. Um. But okay, so what do you think next? Uh, next come Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose, who had an incredible match—the match of the night before this. And um, what do you think of uh, eighteen and nineteen, Owens and Ambrose? So Owens is limping out there; he can barely walk. But then, as soon as he comes in the ring, he's like kicking. It's like exactly what it's exactly what cousin <laughs> Sal said. It's like he—it takes him the entire like it takes him ten minutes to get out there, and it's reasonable. Like he first of all, he probably is very sore. Like he got put through a table standing on top of a table to end his match. It was an unbelievable match. Like you should actually go back and watch it. Uh, and then he's coming out and, um, you know, Ambrose after like it makes sense that they don't win. They, they, you know, he's only in for a few minutes. Ambrose gets 30 minutes in there. So I want. Yeah, I, I really didn't like Ambrose. He's he's like half the size of everyone else. He, he did not look like he belonged. And, Amb- and it, but it, Ambrose it, has a it made, no log- it made no logical sense why he stuck around. Till the end. Ambrose has a shtick, which you know, and then he, I already commented about his fake scars. Yeah, he calls himself. the. They call him the lunatic fringe. Like he's a crazy person and he acts like a lunatic in the in the ring. And so he does have a. a, a um sort of a yeah, persona some weird, eye, some weird facial he does a lot of facial things he's one he's another one of these guys who spent a lot of time in in the you know quote-unquote minor leagues before getting called up he probably will be champion at some point in the next two years like he's definitely one of their guys but again he has a problem where he's not a big guy uh the audience is behind him for sure he does need i oh, think he, I didn't like he does need to run as a bad guy but he you can tell how he could play a crazy guy well Okay. Next up is Sami Zayn, who who just came back from a very long injury until yesterday. Other than on NXT, hadn't been seen in I don't know eight months or something. He he got injured in his first match. He had an incredible first match against John Cena, and he got injured, and that was it. So he's basically had one match in WWE. But he's he is of all the guys I mentioned, like the superstars on the minor league level. He was like the star. If if so, this is actually interesting. So Daniel Bryan, who I said before, right? He's the fan favorite he's the number one guy according to the fans maybe not according to the company but even according to the company he's probably two or three or four um he has had repeated concussions which is why he's not in there right now 
which is why he missed a lot of time, you know, had to vacate his championship very soon after he had it, which is basically a theme over the last couple of years. So if he has to retire, so basically he's been cleared reportedly by a lot of independent doctors, but for legal reasons, the WWE's, uh, you know, concussion guy is not willing to clear him. Uh, so he may retire. They may cut him there. Nobody's sure. A lot of people thought he would come yesterday. Bill Simmons tweeted that he was really disappointed that he wasn't the 30th guy. The crowd, the, the roof would have blown off the Amway Center. The crowd would have you would never have seen it in your life. Um, had he yeah, the announcer, the announcer seemed very surprised when some guys showed up. Um, well, the announcers I've the announcers when Triple H showed up at the end, the, the announcers were like in shock that he right. Was so coming. everyone knew Triple H was coming, I think, like certain oh, guys. Were, okay. Like when I don't know, I don't know how much the I still don't understand know. how they decide which 30 people are coming. That doesn't. Well, there's only let's say there's like 45 wrestlers, you know, seven of them are injured and six of them suck. So it's not so hard to decide. You know, there's okay. only like 50 possibilities to begin with. Uh, I mean, sometimes they, you know, they supplement it by bringing back a couple old school guys. Uh, but I to me, it's not like there's one guy other than the injured people who anyone would say today. I can't believe he wasn't in there. You know, uh, so Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. he may become the new superstar. He has a lot of international appeal. He's a Canadian. He's 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 Arab. He's Lebanese. Um, I you know he and and he's an incredible worker in the ring. So is WWE popular outside the United States? I think yeah. In, in England, it's incredibly popular. They're trying to build it in Mexico. Yeah, they go on world tours a couple times a Mexico year. Mexico has their own culture wrestling. Yes, they so they try and work on it, which is why they're trying to. I bet they like Stardust and Goldust. There, N- no, they're not. Uh, that's not the same style. They have they have. Oh. You didn't watch the. Um, the intercontinental the Jack Black movie, the, the, the oh. U.S. the U- United States Championship match, but uh, they, there's a team of guys, and one of them won the U.S. Championship in that match. Kalisto, who's uh, who is of that sort of lucha school, which is like you know they don't talk a lot and they they wear the the um, the whole garb and whatever. Next up comes Eric Rowan, who not much to say for me about him. He's another one of the henchmen. Uh, third Wyatt for the third one. Wyatt family. Interestingly, the Wyatt family was all eliminated before Bray comes into the ring, right? Yeah, well, they had to do that because otherwise, right? Otherwise, it's absurd. Then they just throw throw yeah. everyone out. They have to bring as soon as Lesnar came in. I'm like, oh, so he's going to throw out these breaks. Yes, yeah, exactly, somehow. exactly. Because they have yeah. to make Lesnar look strong, but also Lesnar can't win because he wasn't supposed to win. Yeah. Um. Oh, then comes out Mark Henry. So uh, they apparently they did it on a pre-show. I didn't watch it, but they had a four-way tag team match where the two winners get spots in the event. <laughs> the two winners of that event were a, a made-up tag team for that event. Mark Henry who they call the world's strongest man, who I think was like a, a very serious weightlifter at one point, and Jack Swagger, who at one point they thought would be one of their big stars. He was a, a real-life uh, you know, uh, NCAA wrestling champion. But oh, I was going to say, he's the only guy who was wearing like a traditional wrestling Yeah, yeah, because that's his, his gimmick, is that he's the all-American wrestler. Uh, Mark okay. Henry and Jack Swagger spent a combined 45 seconds in the ring. So clearly that was like yeah. a last second, you know. Your prize yeah. is to be in, but you're getting thrown out right away. Henry has been in there for a long time, and he's not being treated right well. You know, for a guy, he's not a legend, but he's, you know, certainly was sort of a, a, a higher tier guy. And he's he may as well retire because they're really not exactly treating him, uh, you know. And it was, at this, it was at this point that I made my Jericho prediction because I was like, oh, this guy's still around for no reason. All right, I guess. Yeah. No, that's reasonable. Hide in the so then in between has Henry and Swagger comes in Brock Lesnar, who every time, you know, you didn't see him in a real match. He's only in for about eight minutes. But the Lesnar matches nowadays are incredible. They feel like UFC events. There's a yeah, because he's enormous. He, he's so you know, and he's terrifying. The, like if you wrestle him, there's a fifty percent chance you're like out for three months in real life because he yeah he was my, he was my favorite. He guy. works he was, very like, so rough. Good. You know, he does the suplexes, but like the guys land in a very awkward place on their neck. It's insane. 
you know, he's he's not careful at all with these things. He seems like the meanest person on earth. I don't they didn't really play up. He's got um he doesn't really speak ever, which is funny because in the UFC when he'd do interviews, he'd say completely insane things to Joe Rogan after after his fights. But they have this Jewish guy, um guy Paul Heyman, who's his mouthpiece, and he's an incredible speaker. And so I don't know if you so much a Heyman, but Heyman's uh, really funny. Anyway, um Lesnar he beat up John Cena and John Cena rarely loses so badly in uh, the summer of 2014. And uh, as Simmons has said, if you watch if you watch the match, he's there. It's in L.A. And there's one person rooting. Let's go, Cena. Let's go, Cena. And it's when it's one of uh, Simmons kids. The entire time you hear them yelling on the uh, on the television broadcast. But, you know, he, he just suplexed him. I think it was 18 times. And at one point he says, you know, sometimes they'll say things that get picked up the mic. So he, he says, like, I'm taking you to Suplex City. So now the crowd chants, chants Suplex City when he, uh, you know, when he's doing all these uh, suplexes. And then, he, you know, gathers up for the F5 where he spins people and then throws them. Yeah, so I agree. He is the, the coolest guy they have. Then after Swagger came the Miz at 25. What do you think of the Miz? Oh, I hated this guy's per- persona the most. Okay, so uh, he's so things, annoying. Like things you, you should don't know have to about the match. Why not just hang outside to the very end? It's so dumb. Like he, okay, he's the Miz's it. shtick is that he's a jerk and he's the most annoying guy in the world. So it goes yeah. with his. It, he was, you know, where he comes from. He was really? on the Real World. Uh, okay, and then on the Challenge, he was like the main guy in the Challenge for years. Okay, so right in Bill Simmons' wheelhouse. Although, uh, you know, he it, the Miz was actually in the main event at WrestleMania. Um, four years ago but he is he you know he's barely on television now like he's really on the uh, wrong end of his career but he's very good at being like a heel yeah he, what, what's funny is he's not, be a he's good not guy. that big of a wrestler but i'm no. sure like on the real world he looked like a monster his shtick on the real world was that he wanted to be a wrestler and he just like wanted it so bad that he became a wrestler eventually all right well got him props for that yeah no, no for sure he, he he's done well for himself but he uh yeah, he he's he's detestable as a character. I don't know. I don't know about real life, but yeah. he's probably never been a good guy once. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's his thing. Yeah, he's a, that w- one of the things they want the heels, the bad guys, to be is a coward. So that's a cowardly move, being an announcer for the first five minutes. So it makes sense for his character to do that. Next up, speaking of detestable, comes Alberto Del Rio, who they try and sell sometimes as a good guy, but is really the most vanilla. I mean, I, I didn't even watch his match, and I watched- I have no I have no comments for him. You know, he's in the League of Nations. I mean, he's he's a boring version of Sheamus right now in the sense that, like, his matches are unwatchable, but there's really nothing going on. Then comes up Bray Wyatt. And you said you said a homeless, uh, you know, dirty homeless man. What do you call him? Yeah. But but then now all the other Wyatts are allowed back in. And then they and that's how they get rid of Lesnar. And it's completely unfair because right. if if they, if they can do that, why didn't every other team do that? Right. Even I'm looking on Wikipedia and like it lists everyone's eliminations. And for Lesnar's elimination, it says Strowman, Harker, Harper and Rowan. Then there's an asterisk. And it's like they were eliminated. So how, do they get credit? Like, do they have a stat when they're like 40 years old? Is is the announcer going to be like, they, you know, they have 45 eliminations or is it only 44? I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he uh, w- what's called Wyatt eventually gets thrown out by Triple H and Sh- Triple H and Sheamus. Dolph Ziggler comes in. Any thoughts on Dolph Ziggler? Uh, no, I, I, he, him, and he's a, he was like generic guy. I don't care about him. Okay, so the th- Z- the fans really like him. He's sort of the ultimate like B plus guy in which the fans love him. The fans would like for him to you know get a push to the title, but the they don't like him backstage. He has a big mouth. He, he's a goof on on Twitter and says dumb things, and he's not big enough. You know, Vince likes the Braun Strowmans of the world, not the Dolph Zigglers. Um, so he's never he's he's going to be like one of the top of the of the B level guys, but he's never going to be that guy. Um, 
I, you know, I do like him. He's he he's sort of what his shtick also is that he like sells everything. If you hit him, he'll convulse on the floor for like eight minutes, <laughs> and every match he wins, it's like he won a you know in quadruple overtime to the point where it's like it could be the most minor match on like not even on a raw and like a you know a house show or whatever, and he's. Uh, He's acting like, you know, he's holding, even if he won, he's like holding, he's never, he's never won a blowout basically in his whole career. Then comes Seamus, one of the five least likable people on earth. What do you think about Seamus? Yeah, well, he, he really did Roman dirty. And I don't understand why he put the things in your beard. Uh, what he did to Roman, I didn't think it was nice because I was rooting for Roman. Yeah, I mean, I, most people weren't. But I mean, to me, his thing is that, again, the bad guys should be cheating. They should be doing malicious things. And Seamus, uh, you know, the crowd really hates him. Like the kids despise him, uh, you know the different someone like Reigns, the children like him. Like Simmons is saying, you know, my son is only rooting for Reigns. The the Smarks or like the uh, the super fans, you know, detest Reigns because he's not he's not good in the ring. And when they give him a microphone, he can't put two sentences together, basically. But the you know the casual fans love him. Which is why it's interesting. If you, if I would have asked you, knowing nothing, you would have assumed Orlando is a casual fan central because, right, it's Orlando. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, you know, I don't know if people made it a vacation and flew out there, but the the crowd was incredibly. I feel like kind of people sarcastic. who are really into wrestling would likely live in Central Florida. No, it's no, but I mean, the whole country is into it. They, what do you mean? They they go to Brooklyn and that's like their hottest crowd. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, you're assuming you see you're you're following like old school stereotypes where this is not just like, a, you know, like a middle America thing anymore. And yeah. the uh, what's it called? The uh, the crowd was vigorously booing Roman Reigns the whole night, which I don't think they anticipated because they've spent the entire year doing nothing other than trying to get the crowd to like Roman Reigns. And clearly they've failed. It's incredible. So now Triple H comes at last. What do you think about Triple H? I mean, I've heard of him, obviously. He looked really old. Um, why is he also called the game? He has a bunch of nicknames. Of course, one of them being Triple H, which is, in fact, uh, a play on Hunter, Her- Hunter Hurst Helmsley, which is not even his real name. His real name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got like 52 different the COO, nicknames. they also call him, of course. Yes, he, um, you know, he was originally just a wrestler, but, of course, now he's married to Stephanie McMahon. And, uh, you know, he is uh, he's actually, uh, you know, one of the more important people in the company. The thing that people like him for now is he basically completely on his own built up the minor league product called NXT with Vince having nothing to do with it. And it's a it's a better product than uh, than the main product even now. So, you know, with right now with the fans, he has a tremendous amount of karma, which is probably one of the reasons why they're cheering for him and not for. Roman Reigns. What's interesting is that Triple H, for most of his career, is almost always a bad guy in his career. And because he's had a lot of power, has inserted himself above a level. It's almost if, like, you know, Brock Osweiler, you know, family owned the Broncos and, like, he was the starting quarterback yesterday for the Broncos instead of Peyton Manning because he could. It, that's, yeah. you know, that for his whole career. But now, because he's been around so long and he, you know, people rarely see him and absence makes the heart grow fonder. And because half the roster's injured, you have a guy like Triple H who, you know, is going to be in the freaking main event, which he wouldn't have been in his prime. 
you know, he's going to be in the final event at a hundred thousand person sold out stadium. In, oh, really? In, oh, in, so I had heard of him. So I figured he was a big guy in the late nineties. He is a big. He was a big guy, but he was a bad guy. So he's he uh, was more of like a Kane or the Big Show, which is sort of like a supplementary. Like yeah. you know, sometimes he'll win the the big match, but he's not the person you're there for. But meanwhile, by the way, he comes out and Chris Jericho is still lying in the corner, just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Jericho. Listen, he had he has a lot of podcasts to edit this week. So I yeah, um. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Jer- I mean, Jericho, uh, you know, good for, uh, you know, also Jericho's coming back under his own terms. So he might be like, I'm not coming back unless, you know, unless I'm one of the last few people in the Rumble. So uh, obviously Triple H is there at the end. We had Dean. Also, Ambrose, the announcer which... said like final five, but when there were six or seven people left. The, yeah, the, I was confused. I thought the level mistake, of yeah. announcing is abominable. I, <laughs> I, I did. like I do like the stats thing of the Royal Rumble, but they really if you remember Jr. who like if you follow memes on Twitter, like. He would have the incredible screaming things when yeah. someone would go through a table. So yeah. he is a little older, and he's not one of the announcers right now. And they really need either him or a new him because none of the announcers really can get the octaves up. You know, he's like the announcer's saying, oh, I can feel goosebumps. But, like, you should be able to sort of give that off without having, yeah. you know, sh- show, yeah. don't tell type of thing. Or I just – I, I, Dean Ambrose, I didn't understand what he was doing there. So the fact that he made it to the final two annoyed Right, me. and gave the guy goosebumps. And also, yeah. realistically, if you have a brain, you know Dean Ambrose is not going to be in the main event. I think even a first-time watcher probably realizes that he's not going to win this. Well, I thought that Lesnar and the Wyatts were either going to sort of cancel each other out or maybe I'd be surprised if one of them would win. There was only four possible winners coming into and this And then when event. Roman when Roman Reigns showed up again at the end, I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to make him win. And the way that they explain how he survives from the first spot is that he disappears for half Right, so right? now you see, like, Reigns – so the reason why Reigns – why this was for the title is because they don't – you know, they can't have Reigns lose a match for the title because Reigns doesn't lose right now. Reigns hasn't really lost a match fairly – in like two years or ever really because he before that he was in a tag team and they wouldn't let him be the loser so reigns has basically never lost in his career and you know the fans aren't buying it but yeah so les so lesnar could have won he had equity obviously reigns and triple h were the favorites and then wyatt in theory could have won and they you know and if they knocked out triple h and roman reigns and made that sort of the a match for wrestlemania that they knocked each other out but not the main event but that is the main event now and then the you know the secondary main events are uh you know, to be determined. So what do you think of the very ending with Triple H throwing out Ambrose? I thought it was sort of anticlimactic. Uh-huh. Because, again, at that point, I thought, well, obviously Triple H is going to win because this other guy is like, so it was right. little, the ending was a little underwhelming, I thought. Yeah, I agree. It, it was very cool for a couple of minutes there. It was interesting because they have this guy who's unabashedly been a bad guy his whole career. But for the first time in three years, it wasn't just resounding booze. You know, and I think one of the things keeping a Daniel Bryan out of the event, although I, I think he's not eligible, and AJ Styles, like it's unreasonable to expect he's going to win. You know, be in the main event. Like if if you win your Re- Royal Rumble to start your career, like where do you go after that? You know, mm-hmm. so it's uh, you know you got to build yourself up, even if you've been around the block in the in the profession for a while. All right, so uh, you know Chester had to take a call, but I figured we got the sort of rookie you know opinion here, but I'd like to get an expert opinion. So we're going to bring in. Uh, Rehap, uh, Big Brother correspondent. How would you describe yourself, Alex? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> How would I describe myself? I get, you're just a big wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm definitely a wrestling fan. Uh, I think it coincides with uh, my love of drama and my love of kind of strategy and entertainment too. But it's it's kind of do, do you think it's, it, do it's you think all it, of the above? Do you think it's more like a? Does it have anything to do with? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're a sports fan, but is it connected to being a sports fan more, or do you think of it more as? Uh, connection to being like a big you know tv fan yeah it's interesting isn't it like what 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 is wrestling really because I chester think... said that he sort of viewed it 
when he was in high school as like the thing that people who didn't like sports followed. Yeah. And I can see that. And it's definitely trending, I think, more towards um, like a UFC feel. And it, it, it certainly used to be a lot more of, uh, you know, just kind of outlandish gimmicky kind of stuff. But uh, I think I think now it's there's a little something for everybody. And I think I think it appeals more to my love of kind of like the Game of Thrones style mm-hmm. uh, kind of scripted drama. But uh, certainly there are, you know, maybe WWE is not the most uh, obvious, but there are certainly wrestling productions out there that are really more on the sports side. And, you know, there's there's definitely stuff they're doing that's that's on that end, too. So it's yeah. interesting. Well, so I would say, well, first of all, like, how would you, uh, you know, d- sort of describe your how do you uh, consume this? Are, do you have like the WWE Network? Are you watching Raw and SmackDown every week? Are you watching NXT every week? Are you watching like the minor league type things? Yeah, well, I, I love NXT. What they're doing uh, with their kind of minor leagues, as you as you put it right now, is is very very impressive. Uh, the people who are running that down there, I think, are very very good. They're they're definitely professionals, and uh, it's cool to see what they come up with on the NXT show. I watch Raw and SmackDown pretty regularly. Uh, I, I I'd say I'm a pretty pretty avid viewer i've definitely i I gotta give myself some loyalty points at this point because some of the product sometimes lately is is kind of tough to get through but i stick with it you know yeah so i'll say i i i you know kind of fast forward through raw most weeks unless it's really good and i don't watch smackdown and i will check out nxt once in a while i don't watch any of the non-wwe uh wrestling do you uh, occasionally I'll check some stuff out. Only lately have I really been, uh, kind of, you know, and I, I, I like to visit the, uh, the wrestling Reddit and stuff. And so a lot of mm-hmm. p- people will post some good stuff there from new Japan or Lucha underground or some of that stuff, but not too much. It is a really good Reddit. Although I do like avoiding most of that stuff, especially around this time of year, because, you know, the one fun thing is if someone comes back, you know, that you haven't seen or something happens. And I do find that you eventually get spoiled if you're sort of in that, you know, if you read a lot of those blogs and go on the Reddit and sort of and things like that. Uh, or, you know, or they'll post spoilers and it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's hard to click away. So it's easier, much like with Survivor, I, I'd rather just like avoid it altogether for the most part uh, if I know spoilers are out there, especially, you know, Rumble and Mania time. So let's talk about the Royal totally. Rumble. I wanted to, you know, sort of get a second opinion uh, with you. To me, you know, and I set it up for Alex a little bit where the, the other Alex, Alex Chester, where coming off the, the really storyline from a from a macro perspective is like they're coming off two straight years where they basically you know got booed out of the building in 2014 and 2015 <laughs> you know literally and I, I had to explain this to chester as he was saying how like everyone loves the rock and he's the most popular he said is he the most popular is he like the biggest guy to ever make it out of wrestling into the mainstream and i said well you take out the word wrestling like he's basically the biggest movie star in the world so he's the biggest guy to come out of like the united states and make it to the mainstream <laughs> yeah. at this point so he's like he's like yeah everyone likes him and i had to point out that everyone likes him except last year the royal rumble was so bad that he managed to get booed you know for five minutes <laughs> so coming out of that so what's your overall picture of like it was this a big step up from last year or you know or is it more of the same i think you did a good job painting a picture there i think yeah you know they have They've been coming off a couple performances where you know, the bar is set so low that, yeah, I think they managed to hurdle it last night. And I don't know if it really speaks to the quality of what uh, the, the overall product was more or just, you know, like you're talking about, the fact that expectations are kind of low based on what we've gotten in recent history. But, uh, it, you know, to me, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the Rumble and, yeah, I really didn't enjoy the last two. So, yeah, I don't know if my expectations were low or... 
you know, it's it's interesting to to know which it is. But I think, you know, there were certainly a few things that I could nitpick, but I'm not inclined to because, uh, you know, there's been so much more to nitpick in recent history. I think. Right. And plus you have to, you know, it's it's not their fault that Cena, Orton, Brian and all those guys are injured. Uh, or maybe yeah. it is, but that's more, you know, that's like blaming the NFL for injuries also. I think, <laughs> uh, so who do you, who did you expect to win and who did you want to win? So, yeah, so this is one of those times where, like you said, on the, you know, on the wrestling, if you go on the wrestling Reddit, you're probably getting information that maybe you don't want. So I was, once I read the idea of Triple H winning, I was like, yes, that makes sense. And so I was, I was on board with that as the probable idea. But that being said, if I didn't like seek out that kind of thing, I don't think that would have been obvious for me. So people who are saying right now, like, yeah, that was so obvious. I saw it coming from a mile away, like. You know, maybe, but I didn't. So, you know, I guess you're smarter than but I am. Did you but... not think he was at number 30? Because I thought he was for sure going to be the guy at number 30. Well, I did, but I don't know how much of that was just my inventiveness versus, you know, me reading and right, you know, I hear listening you. to wrestling podcasts. But it did seem and... like they've been settling, setting up like a Reigns uh, Triple H thing. But it, I guess, of course, in theory, Lesnar could have won and they could have eliminated each other or something. So it wasn't, wasn't uh, you know, that they had to face each other as the champion. Uh, and it was also why why do you think they took the title off of Rones for this off of Reigns for this event? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't know why. In hindsight, Triple H could have just won. Match. He could have just won. Like, is it just so Reigns can win a match at Fastlane? Fastlane, which would I guess have otherwise been totally irrelevant. Because if you think about the way Fastlane works now, it's it's it. You either need to put a third person, you know, do what they did two years ago with Daniel Bryan, where you're essentially putting a third person in the event, or uh, you know. It, you know, it's tricky because once Triple H wins, there's no question Roman Reigns is going to win next, you know, which it's still the case, I guess. He's obviously going to win at Fastlane to face Triple H. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, uh, you know, you, you brought up a triple threat. I think adding Lesnar to the mix would give this a lot of juice that I, think, I don't like, think that's it, can they really the do issue. that, though, because they're so weak with talent. Like, doesn't Lesnar need to headline his own match probably against like Bray Wyatt or the whole Wyatt family or something? Probably, probably. But, I mean, who's uh, yeah, the second match? Maybe if, if you can extend one. the match, and yeah, you know, yeah, they've they've got a lot of questions about where they're going with with the shallow roster and WrestleMania on the horizon. But uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. I definitely think um, that you know the the end game is you know Roman Reigns standing tall, having taken the belt at WrestleMania. I think that was always the the finish line that they saw, and so you know they're just looking to get there in a way that kind of gets mo the most people behind him as possible. But I don't know if they did him a whole lot of favors the way they booked him last night either. Well, isn't he going to get booed out of the building if he does that again? Uh, well, you would hope not. But, you know, especially in a, a giant or, uh, you know, uh, what, Dallas Stadium. Well, they're, they're in Arlington. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's risky. I, I You know, they're did in they, Miami do you think tonight. They thought he was, do, do you think he, they thought he was going to get booed last night? Because it seems like they don't have their pulse on him at all. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think they were expecting, you know, when it's a, a stare down between him and Triple H and Triple H is getting cheered. I, I think that's definitely got to come as a shock to Vince. But, you know, I mean, I'd have think I'd have thought things would have uh, shocked him and kind of woken him up before now. So it's it's hard to know what what uh, what Vince is what kind of the read is on Vince these days. Also like another Vince thing, like why are they putting this up against the NFC championship game? You know, why, why wasn't this next week when they could have owned the night? Yeah, it's a great question. That's, that's a really good question because yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big wrestling guy and even I was having a hard time like switching over 
right as the show started because you know that the Royal Rumble itself isn't until later in the night. So, In terms of like who was in the event, was there anybody else you were expecting that didn't show up or someone you were surprised to see show up? Uh, you know, I really didn't think they would pull the trigger on AJ Styles. Uh, I thought, you know, obviously it was possible. We know that, you know, if you've been following kind of the buzz in the wrestling community, you know that he was signed and that that was an option, but it seemed really quick. And there was a lot of controversy still with TNA kind of tweeting about his, you know, it's some, some, uh, some fine lines, maybe there's some red tape with his signing and that kind of thing. So I just, I was surprised to see him so quickly. And then a lot of people, you know, I guess have been talking about, you know, well, if they're going to use AJ and he doesn't win, then that's a miss, miss booking of him. But so, yeah, so I was surprised knowing that he wasn't going to win. I was surprised to see him out there, but I mean, he did have a good showing. I, I don't know for- if he got to showcase everything he's capable of yet, but I think mean, if, if Reigns can lose and if Lesnar can lose, then he can lose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, th- it's a different it's not really losing. Like, you know, they paint it in such a way where it's not really a blemish on your record the way losing a regular match is. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he lost strong. He, he had a great showing for a debut. That's and sure. and his and his reception was beyond what even he could have ever believed it was. And that's another thing, too, is like, you know, Orlando is a big city for him, from what I understand. So, you know, that maybe speaks to a little bit of their. But the you crowd know, I think seemed I, to be a more of a, uh, you know, a less casual crowd because, you know, the more casual crowds are cheering reigns. Right, right. Well, I think I think here's one thing that you could probably safely or fairly, you know, poke as a criticism at Vince. I don't think he really thinks that anything that's not WWE is big enough to register on the radar of, you know, a fan base. But I think you may be mistaken as far well, as this maybe. Goes. I mean, you know, you're talking, you know, it happened to be a bad game, so he got a little lucky, but. You're talking about, you know, what's generally a, an event that doubles the Oscars in ratings, you know, like, whereas next <laughs> week there's nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely some questionable decision making there. Uh, but And he's supposedly not a sports like a, a not watch the Super Bowl sports fan. So <laughs> yeah, who knows what he does? I would love to get that's the one show I'd like to get on the network is what does Vince do during the day? I don't know. I you see him like sort of gyrating on the sidelines when he's like just you know gesturing at at the League of Nations, and he's like even out there he's sort of like I don't know if you ever had a boss like this, but he's you know he's like yeah he like pat you on the back. He's like okay, no more. Like now get back or you know get out of here. He's he's he directs when he's out there. It's really interesting. Like when he cut (laughs) off the music. I don't know if you saw when he cut off the music when they were doing like the Powerball thing last week. That was like legitimate. Like he's like, you know, they were playing the music, but he, he's still directing from the stage. He's like, all right, no more music when they were doing like the drum roll. I was just going to say, yeah, he is definitely a guy that, you know, is surrounded by people who do what he tells them. You oh, no question. That. Do you think it's time for I mean, not that he, you know, he has a say in it, not like he's ever going to do it. But looking at the product that Triple H is sort of spearheaded with NXT and, you know, just I mean, we're talking about not being a sports fan. Like, I've, I do think that you're right, that, the, that it's going more to a UFC model. Lesnar's fights, of course, feel at this point, feel like UFC fights, uh, yeah. you know, like and Triple H is more of a sports fan, is more does. But more importantly, does have more of sort of his finger on the pulse of what people want. So do you think like if, if Vince retired today, would the product, you know, improve immediately overnight? That's hard to say. Um but I'm inclined to think it would just because I know that, you know, everyone knows that all creative decisions run through him and he has an idea of what's been successful for so long and it has been successful for him. But some of that stuff looks a lot like and granted, you know, it's it's weird for me to choose this because I actually really like this bit. But a lot of what Vince thinks makes for good wrestling is, you know, what we got from our truth last night, which is kind of the gimmicky stuff. But 
I did think that was a great spot where, you know, R-Truth has had this year-long history of being confused, and here he is pulling out a ladder in a non-ladder match. That kind of... It was really funny. Like, it was definitely, you know, and it was also very, I don't know if Vince thought of it, but it is a very sort of original bit, you know. I mean, good for R-Truth to, like, agree to sort of being, you know, pigeonholed as this buffoon. It's funny because... Yeah, he's found his niche. It took him, like, 15 years, but... (laughs) Yeah, and he's like a 44-year-old man who's out there. You almost <laughs> like, you feel bad for him a little bit. A little bit. Um, and was there anybody anybody else who wasn't in that you were surprised? Like, did you think there was a chance that Brian would be in? Uh, you know, I never really got my hopes up just because I didn't think it was very likely. You know, I, I think a few people were really hoping for it. but Do you think we just... see Brian uh, at WrestleMania? I don't. I mean, We would have you know, seen him tonight, right? If he was going to Yeah, like, the, you know... Like they, you know, it comes back to something I remember hearing at one point. You know, I think this is being talked about. I don't remember where, but you know, if they pay their guy, what's it, Doctor Maroon or whatever, their head doctor at WWE, they pay that guy a lot to be their guy, like their, you know, Doctor Andrews or whatever it is. You know, like the 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 be all end all voice on medicine and wrestling. And if he says something and then you go against it, like you undermine his credibility forever. So I think once you pay that guy to be your chief medical advisor or whatever, and then he gives a diagnosis and he's sure of it, they're really put in a position where it's, you know, they can't go against him and then keep him around. Right. So, you know, some of the younger guys in there, I mean, first of all, what do you think of the uh, Ambrose uh, Kevin Owens match, the first match of the night? I thought was that was great. I probably my only criticism would be putting it at the beginning because it was so hard for everyone to follow it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, after that, I mean, I, and I basically, you know, I barely watched the, the uh, I was about to call him Sin Cara, the, the Callisto Alberto Del Rio match. The, the Divas match was pretty good, and I think, even though it wasn't the best match, sets up maybe some sort of, like, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, um, Sasha, maybe Triple Threat, or maybe even Paige. They like Paige. You know, some sort of major, uh, you know, like, legitimate, uh, you know, Divas match at WrestleMania for the first time, as opposed to some dumb tag team or, like, a you know, a battle royale that's two minutes. Uh, I'd and love that, to see that. Yeah, I, just, I do think I that's don't where know. they're going. I think that's where they're going. I mean, they have given, given the Divas a spot the last couple of years, uh, you know, at WrestleMania on the main thing. And it seems to be like these are the people. It's it's tricky because a lot of nights, even on Raw, they're only doing one Divas match. So you can, you know, you could be like, uh, you know, an Italia or an Emma and basically not be seen for like two years at a time. Yeah. But it seems yeah. like the main people right now are Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha. And Paige, I don't I don't know if they would do a main event at WrestleMania without her. I think they really like her right now. I think she might be recovering from a concussion. I'm oh, yeah, sure you're right. She that. is injured, but I'm not sure she's, like, not going to be available in two months injured. Right, right. right. I don't know. I, I kind of got the feeling when Sasha, like, pushed Becky out the ring. Like, at, that to me felt a little bit like, all right, no more Becky, and now it's Sasha. So I, I, I would love to see a triple threat. I hope you're right about that. But or some, I hope, some you know, combination. I mean, maybe they may want to throw yeah. Bella in there. So it could end up being, like, no Becky, but yes, Paige and a Bella. You know, who knows? Yeah. But um, Becky's been cutting some great promos lately. She's been really good. She's been one of the few bright points the last few weeks, I think. Yeah, I'm she's wrong. good. And the thing so, is, all I hope they she can, doesn't get left behind. I don't think I think they like her right now. I mean, I do think, you know, one of the issues with the Nevilles, with the Beckys, um, you know, with some of the people they have in NXT is it's hard for me to believe because they don't have any that they're going to sell a baby face like long term champion that has a thick Brit- Irish accent, Irish more than British. I do think. Uh, you know, bad news Barrett accent is, it, you know, wouldn't prevent him from being a champion in and of itself. But Neville, a guy like Neville, especially who, you know, it's hard to understand what he says half the time. 
uh, yeah. you know, Callistos, uh, you know, for, to, for me to them, I think anyone with any kind of accent sort of they, they seem not to be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point, too. And I wonder if that'll continue the more kind of global they get. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, they that... have a lot of guys, you know, I, I, Chester yeah. was asking about Sami Zayn. I mean, he's a guy who I, I, you know, I think Triple H seems to love. And I do think, mm-hmm. especially if Daniel Bryan's gone, maybe becomes the new Daniel Bryan uh, at a certain point. Like he definitely has global appeal. He's Canadian. He's Lebanese. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, but again, he, you know, when I say accents, I mean, I mean, when they think someone's hard to hear, they tend not to make them a baby face and not to make them the main guy. Sami Zayn, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you know, Kevin Owens, like the French Canadian or the Canadian accent isn't a deal breaker. Do you think Owens within a year or two is like a main event type of guy? He's going to be in like, uh, you know, is going to have the title, that sort of thing. Is he going to be the number one heel? I really hope so. And I think they need him to be because honestly, you know, I look around and when you're thinking about like, you know, we were talking about earlier, like it'd be great to see Brock in the in the title picture, but they need him, you know, in other places. It's like when you think about, you know, legitimate, you know, opponents for Brock, a lot of the people you think of are, you know, The Rock or a lot of a lot of other older guys. They really need to work on the future more. Uh, they talk about it, you know what I mean? But for the most part, they end up putting over the Dudleys or putting over, you know, one of these other older groups. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, they definitely need to be focusing on Owens because Owens has what it takes. And if they give him the time and kind of put some energy and some focus into his story, then, yeah, he can absolutely be that guy. Because I think if you think about it, like a guy like Bray Wyatt, he's now going to have in three straight years, probably WrestleMania matches against Cena, Undertaker, and it looks like Lesnar of some kind. Yeah. And like, it seems like at this point he's inspiring. No one hates him, but I, almost nobody loves him. I think nobody loves him. Like he's inspiring indifference, which seems to be the worst thing. Like Owens, people love and the people like the kids, the casuals probably despise him, you know, but he inspires at least something. And he's a, you know, he's a villain. He's a, he's a heel. But I feel like everyone has an opinion on him. Whereas the, you know, the Seamus the Alberto Del Rio's. Uh, and the Bray Wyatts, I, I do think that there's a lot of indifference towards them. And, you know, and in the, the plenty of baby faces that they could put in the main picture right now and people would be happy. You know, Dean, Dean Ambrose, even Dolph Ziggler, I feel like they would be cheered by the crowd. But it seems like they have a shortage of uh, quality bad guys. Yeah, well, I, I think a big part of that is, you know, you know, they talk about kind of uh, wanting to, you know, do what works in wrestling and stuff. But I think in many ways when they try to get cute or get original, sometimes they get away from stuff that are like just basics of wrestling. And one is that it's to protect your heels. I mean, there's so much kind of booking where those guys are just taking losses on, you know, SmackDown and just random losses. Kevin Owens is one of the few guys that hasn't been around long enough for, them to ruin to a degree. You know what I mean? His is since he's been up, he's been formidable. He hasn't really taken any, terrible losses and so as a result he's still believable as a threat and i think that's the problem with bray and sheamus and a lot of these guys is that they've now taken so many losses today like you mentioned bray is going to face lesnar cena and undertaker at wrestlemania but he'll probably be zero three after all that you know what i mean and that's the right. problem is yes. that you can't make me make me believe that a guy's a, a threat if he's just getting got every time you know right. all right i'm going to give you uh, even if he bounces back I'm going to give you some names, and you'll tell me if they should retire, if they should get cut, or if they should um, stay where they are, or if they should be pushed <laughs> to like the main picture. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. And you could Sounds you know, could be rapid fire. All right. Okay. Uh, Kane. Oh man, he should probably go away for a while and then make like a few make a return at some point. I don't know if he's done. Isn't that what but... he does though? 
Yeah, but like not just a couple months, like a year. You think people would be would should be come back as a baby face in a year? I don't know. No, you're right. Now I'm talking myself out of it. Maybe he just needs to retire, and then you know maybe at some point he makes like a Hall of Famer type spot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what we what we'd get from Kane at this point. You're right. Uh, what about the Big Show? Yeah, I'm ready for the Big Show to retire. Were you excited at all to see Jericho? You know. Jericho can be good. I've heard stories of Jericho at the house shows, and he's really good. I think the problem is that they just script him into submission. You know what I mean? So Yeah, Chester kept saying that he was basically lying in the corner the entire match. I mean, he's an old guy, and he was in there for almost an hour. So That but. was one of my – if I had to – you know, I was saying if I had to nitpick, I had a few things, and that would be one of my biggest things is that's a spot that should go to a young guy that you're trying to establish as kind of a, someone who can last. You know sure, what I mean? Or that AJ Styles. Need to be, yeah, AJ Styles, Ziggler, yeah. uh, you know, Sandow. Sandow got a pop in the pre-show. Where was right. he? Sandow you know I mean? wasn't like, there. Well, Sandow hasn't been seen. I mean, again, I only watch Raw. I haven't seen Sandow in like a year and a half. No. He's the, you know, funniest guy on the microphone in the whole He's event. the best. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah, that's an example of a, of a spot that, you know, didn't need to go to a veteran or a part-timer. Uh, Goldust. I think we need that big, you know, one-off Stardust Gold Dusts match that they. But didn't they do it last year? Didn't they do it and like it was it was horrible, basically. Yeah, that's, they didn't book it right. I mean, did, did we ever really kind of get to the the one-on-one? I guess yeah, they I started. Think, I think the they. Feud, fa- it was they either ever... at Fastlane or like right about, and it was like the quietest crowd ever. That seems yeah, to be well, how I remember it. Maybe and that's I, to why. To me, it it's funny fast. because. I, you know, I dislike Reigns the same way sort of the hardcore fans do, and I like a lot of the same people, but I don't understand the Cody Rhodes love. He's not fantastic in the ring. Uh, maybe they like him on Twitter or something, but he's not He's not some dynamic speaker. He doesn't really have a great look. I don't understand at all the Stardust thing. Yeah, I think it's, I don't I think it's in part just an appreciation for a willingness to stick with something that... You know, like, they're not giving him anything. And I think some people just appreciate the fact that he's just, you know making the most of what he's given to some degree. You know, I think if anything, that's it. Okay. And it's fine. So let's wrap this up. Um, the, uh, by the way, uh, one, what, how embarrassing was it for Mark Henry and Jack Swagger to uh, oh my be God. in and out in two seconds? I mean, what was the point? I mean, it's right. like, you're just insulting us for watching the pre-show. Right, like if you're Mark Henry, like give that spot to like Zach Ryder or someone who would like appreciate being in the rumble. Because to yeah, him, just, it's worse being, you know, to be there for 20 seconds and be eliminated. Like, maybe Swagger wants to get his face seen. But uh, these guys must yeah. have some long contracts because there's no way they're paying these guys to sit around for no reason. Yeah. And then when you have Mark Henry show up on Raw and lose to Neville and, like, give him a sign of respect, like he has some juice left. I mean, no, he doesn't. He lost in 30 seconds. You've made this guy look so weak. Like, you can't squeeze any juice out of something that you've already just gutted. <laughs> What do you think, if you had to guess now, sort of quickly, what would your WrestleMania card look like as of, as of today? If not, not your dream card, but what you think is going to happen? Oh, man. All right. Uh, yeah, I would, I would hope. Well, yeah, not my dream card. I guess, yeah, so you're probably looking at your Reigns and Triple H. You're probably looking at Brock and Bray. So who fights The Undertaker? Is it Chris Jericho? That is the big question. Who fights the Undertaker? Because it looked like maybe they're doing Jericho and Ambrose, but they could also finish that before Mania because they could do that the next pay-per-view. Yeah, see, I feel like the Undertaker is kind of wasted on on a non-full-time roster member, but who do you have? What if you gave Owens to the Undertaker? 
And he's not going to beat him, but at least that like legitimizes him, right? Yeah, I mean, right. That you know, you you need you need a good opponent for Owens. That could work. He could, you know, yeah, he could, you know, steal the urn or do what everybody does. Um, yeah, yeah, he could definitely make that work. So yeah, so I mean, so let me ask you: to you, is this now watching this product? Would you watch another Royal Rumble? Would you like be? Would you check on like, ooh, I wonder like what's going on at WrestleMania or no? Uh, honestly, no. But if I was like very not sober or hanging out with a group of people and they wanted to watch it, I guess I wouldn't object as much. But if I said like there was like the best match of the year on, here's a YouTube clip. Would you check it out? If it was under four minutes, sure. Okay. Like I'm going to send you a couple YouTube clips of things we talked. I'm going to send you there's at Daniel Bryan's absolute apex in the winter of 2013, maybe January 2014. There is a moment where the entire crowd chants in unison that you have to see. It's like. You no no one in the history of sports has ever you know had that you know that percentage. I just this thing I'd have to be with a group of people who I like who are into it. In other words, it couldn't be the people. See, because I, I, again, I just see wrestling as the people who I couldn't stand in high school. The people who hate I hear sports, you. you know. So I have to overcome that. So if I was with a group of my friends, you know, and and we were a little bit drunk and and you know under that environment but also it's like i'm 32 and i have two kids at home it's not like i hang out with a group of friends and get drunk anymore so right oh but maybe your kids will get into it <laughs> i'm not gonna drink with my you children though so. yeah well look i remember when i was like a very little kid when i like in the 80s i remember like on sunday mornings i'd, I'd run downstairs and i'd watch wrestling and we me and my brother would reenact the moves but this was like what wrestling was on at like nine in the morning on sunday mornings in like the early 80s or the well, i think that's when it was on i think that was like the main show then but yeah. i'm not sure but yeah, I'm not. I, I, it's funny. I didn't watch then, and I, you know, I was a sports guy, not a wrestling guy. But that was like Hulk Hogan. Well, this is even before I was into sports. This is when I was like four or five. And also hard to follow the main stuff. Like I wasn't a big fan in in the in the uh, Apex in the late '90s because one, it would go up against sports a lot, and two, yeah. because it was pay per views. I wasn't gonna like my parents weren't gonna be like, yeah, sure, you, you know, have this fake you know TV event for sixty dollars by yourself. And I didn't have yeah. a lot of friends who were into it. Yeah. Uh, but now it's for nine ninety nine. You can just watch them all. You know, nine ninety a month. You could watch everything for free. Yeah, well, well not, not free. Gonna... It's nine ninety nine. But no, I'm just saying it's much more affordable now. Oh, I see. Okay. All right, and uh, Alex, since uh, we have you on now, do you have a Super Bowl prediction? Since this is ostensibly a football podcast, and we started talking mm. about football. Well, I think you know I'd like to see Peyton kind of win and ride off in the sunset, just because it's a bit of a feel good story. But I think the Panthers look really unbeatable right now. I'm going with the Panthers. All right. I think we'll do our Super Bowl picks next week. Thank you, Alex, for coming on. You could follow Alex at... Uh, yeah, my pleasure. At Alex Kittle on Twitter. You can hear... Are you going to be doing Big Brother Canada? Yep, yep. Talking Big Brother Canada so you'll be That's you'll, starting up uh, end of February. Yes, yeah, so you'll hear a lot more of Alex Kidwell on uh, Rob Has a Podcast very soon. And uh, maybe again on this podcast one time soon. Well, maybe we can make this an annual Royal Rumble tradition. Chester, you're in for next year's Rumble? Um, Sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Alex. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, Akiva. So we'll be back next week uh, to to talk about the Super Bowl and uh, some other issues, right? Yeah. We'll have to have a bet. We'll have to have a bet of the week. We didn't have a bet of the week this week. Well, for the Super Bowl, we have we'll do prop bets. We'll do a whole yeah. prop bet draft. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, do I get to sign off? Do your sign off this week? Because that's sort of my attitude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Chester, uh, I'll see you next uh, week. Yeah, whatever. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.